Hello, this is Phil Thompson from JSL Solutions and the Church Solutions Podcast. Steve and I are not recording a podcast this week, but we want to share with you some of the best of our Church Solutions Podcast from the past. And this one is called Six Ways to Make Guests Feel Unwelcomed. And of course, this is all about how we treat new people that walk into our church. Uh, Give a listen. I think that you'll get some encouragement. Perhaps you could see some things that maybe you could change in your church to help new or newer people better connect with you. And if we can help you with anything or you want to contact us, we will uh, share an email at the end of this podcast. So let's go ahead and roll the tape. This goes back to the end of September 2015. Uh, yours truly here along with Steve Lacey. All right. So today, what are we going to talk about? So today we're going to talk about six ways to make your guest feel unwelcome. Six ways to make your guests feel unwelcome. So normally, obviously, we're a tech company, but we have got a lot of experience in ministry. Steve and I both have been involved in church leadership and work. I've actually been on staff at churches. Steve has been on boards and leadership teams, and uh, I've actually helped start some churches. And And so we, we have a lot of experience in church stuff. We like to help churches get to the next level we part of our purpose as a as a company is to enable uh, you know churches to succeed using technology but today probably not a lot of technology maybe a little bit of technology involved in this but for the most part it's just really hope, hoping we're hoping to enable you and encourage you so you might want to as we go over this list you might want to kind of check it off if you're a volunteer or a pastor maybe this isn't your department or your area of ministry but perhaps you could pass it on to some other people. Yes. So, so we're going to go over six common mistakes that people make yeah. that uh, can turn people away. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the whole deal with this. And, and we, I, I think we always need to go over this. I've been doing this for years and I, there's still things that I miss every once in a while with my church. And so we tend to get in a bubble and we kind of operate out of this mentality of, okay, we're, this is what we're doing. We've always done it this way. And, and the problem with that is we don't always consider what guests or visitors, you know, experience when they come and visit our church. Right. You know, we get used to certain things. We get what they call it. You uh, become very inward, inwardly focused. Inwardly as well. focused, nearsighted. Yeah, this thing's working great for me. Huh? Yeah, blind spots. <laughs> I know where the children's of, area is. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's jump into this. Here are some common mistakes, uh, six of them. Uh, the first one is uh, very. It, <laughs> I, I'm working with a church right now. When we first started, helped relaunch them. Uh, this was the number one problem on their list, and that is they don't plan for guests. Don't plan for guests. All right, and and I hope nobody from my church is listening, or at least in leadership, they'll get upset with me. But it's really true. I mean, we we didn't. They, I say. We or I just had come on, so it's a we thing instead of a they. But they, they didn't really have a plan to deal with new people coming, you uh-huh. know. And so we put the, we put a plan together, and we're moving along nicely now. But if you don't plan for visitors, or you only plan for your your specific role in your service, uh, you're not going to connect with new people. And maybe you don't have a lot of new people coming. But I guarantee you, you've got to have some new people coming once in a while, right? These are really obvious. I don't know. I've been to churches where you can recognize these things going on, where you feel like like there's a club going on, but I don't really belong, and I'm a little confused, and I feel like I'm on the outside, and no one is 
interested in all in right. getting me assistance or anything. Right. So yeah. yeah, it was. It reminds me of. Um, I used to go to <laughs> Chuck Swindoll's church when oh, he was in yeah. California. And the first thing you pull into the parking lot, you experience is a guy standing in the parking lot holding up one finger. He goes one finger or, and, and two fingers. And he's just going one finger, two finger. And he's pointing at you going one finger, two finger. <laughs> and you're going, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you got to pull up to him close, roll down your window and say, I'm sorry, I'm new here. Yeah. And it was the you staying for one service or two services because <laughs> it was Swindoll's church and you'd think if, they know better. Yeah, if you're staying for two, you would uh, they'd park you, double park you, and if you're just for one, they'd park you in a different place. But really? there was a code that um, unless you had been there before, you didn't know yeah. what the heck they're talking about. Wow! And so you're apologizing, you as the visitor apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm here for the first time. Please yes, forgive me. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, please forgive me there's, for being here. There's three people in my car, so does yeah. that mean I can't? <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed here now. You know, yeah. yes. Well, it, it, and that kind of goes on with the second point, and, and that is don't consider their pain. And, and, and so, you know, when we, we, the, one of the ways we can make a guest or a visitor unwelcome is we don't really consider their pain. So it's easy to assume that somebody's experience, you know, getting ready for church was easy, but it may not have been. And so there are difficulties, you know, when people come and visit a church, it's a big thing usually oh, yeah. for them. You know, we're used to going all the time and eh, whatever, we drag ourselves there. But sometimes people are 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 there because there's a life controlling problem and they're looking for a hope. <laughs> yeah, and it takes a lot to get the nerve up to go to yeah. some place where you don't know anybody exactly. and you don't know what to yeah. expect and Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you, you got to be sensitive to people cuz you don't know what's what they're experiencing when they're coming through the door. And I mean, and I've seen this happen time and time again. I mean, there are people coming and, and it's almost like you're their last hope. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I'm, you know, I mean, they're just desperate for some kind of encouragement. They want to make friends. They want to. They want to get a message of hope. They want to be. They want somebody to love on them, to be nice to them. You know, because there's people. You know, they're they're coming out of abusive homes, or uh, you know, they've got some physical issues or some emotional issues or some kind of dependency. And mm-hmm. so we've got to kind of always remind each other that, and I've done this a few times with my team, that is, okay, just remember, you know, there are people here that they're looking for friends and they may be hurting, right? you know? And, and so when you don't plan for guests <laughs> and, and then on top of that, you're not really considering what's going on in somebody's life. Right. It's, they it can, can be a bad experience. Yes. A very bad exactly. experience for people. All right. So, so the third point. Don't have a process for the guests. So this is something that most churches, many churches, I should say, <laughs> fail in this area. They don't have any kind of a process. So uh, somebody walks in the door. I've seen this happen in multiple churches, my own church as well as others. People walk in the door. Now what? They're right. in the door. Where do they go? Yeah, they've got yeah. two kids with them and right. mom and dad. Yep. And they're thinking, um, do the kids go into the service with me? Do right. the kids have their own thing? What? Uh, how does this work? Right. So you've got to. So there's a couple things you got to do here, uh, and we can get into this a little bit later if we have time. Signage is very important, but but also you should have greeters, right? That that, that understand 
this, these things we've been talking about already and have them, the greeters willing to show them around, you know, taking into account if they have kids, if they don't have kids, where the kids would go. Uh, you know, they've got to be greeters that are friendly and warm and, and obviously able to answer questions yeah, and able to recognize that new yeah. person, coming. recognize the new person. Uh, and, and so give them some special attention. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is probably part of, of point number one, you know, planning for your guests. You, yeah. You've got to have a plan for them. Uh, you know, you've got to be able to train your people to show them around, and and uh, and then you know considering their pain and have a yeah like you said a consistent process yeah. Of, and, yeah you know and that's up to you guys I mean there's you know my church people walk in and there's a greeter and we show them the information table which is right when they walk in there used to be when I first started there they had the information table way on the other side so I mean what good does that do if you're a, you know if you're a new person. So we move the information table where it's right there when people walk in. There's information on the church. There's actually somebody there manning it that will gives a person a gift. Either they can either get the gift when they walk in, or they can get it when they walk out. Mm-hmm. Which is another point since we're on this little deal here. Uh, you know, you might have you might want to have somebody at an information table. If you don't have an information table, you should get one and or create one and make sure you don't clutter it because that's another issue. Clutter on oh, the yeah. table. Everybody has their business cards and their triathlon or whatever that they're running that they want you to support. And you know, clean up the information table. But you should have somebody there before the service starts, as well as probably. 10 or 15 minutes after the service starts because yeah. people come late. Right. And that's one of the biggest challenges I have. Yeah, is they show up late and they don't know where to go and yeah. things are already in progress. And things are in we'll progress. Turn around and go back out. Your greeters are gone. The yeah. greeters in there because they want to hear the service or something. Yeah. So I have this issue. Actually, I still have this issue. A lot of my greeters, they abandon ship. They, they, you know, once it's been five after, they're gone. They uh-huh. go somewhere else in the church. So you've got to have people there long enough to catch the late people. And then you should have people there after the service is over. In fact, they should be right out there as soon as the service is wrapping up. So you catch the people walking out. Right. And and you've got them, again, not to, not to mug them or anything, but say, hey, thanks for coming. Here's your gift for coming. You know, if, if you have a first-time gift or maybe if you're really creative, you have a second-time gift, which yeah. is your, what your church does, right? Your church has a second-time gift. Yeah, we well, you used to. Oh. That's a whole nother, That's a whole other plan. But the, the second-time gift used to be better than the first. And there's a strategy behind that, but uh, we won't get into that because we'll, yeah. we'll run out of time. But yeah. there should be somebody there. We're talking about plan, and if you don't consider, if you don't have but a process, yeah, yeah you're right. You know, have them there, especially after the service is over. Because and we're going to get into, I think, a little bit there, the process beyond the the service and beyond the visit, the first yeah. visit, and that's yeah, we thing. can get into that too. Yeah. But anyhow, all right, so we're moving right along here. All right, so number four, what is that? Ignore they are at your service or ignore that they're there. Yes. <laughs> so this is another thing that really gets me peeved. And I saw this a lot when I first was working with the church I was working with, I'm working with now, and they're doing so much better, but there would be people walking in and leadership team and other people would be in the corners talking about fantasy football or basketball or, you know, catching up with each other, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But a new person would walk in and they were basically being ignored. Yeah. Nobody would go up and say, hi, thanks for coming. 
you know, if you have a leadership team or a board or something, uh, they really should be involved in this as well as everybody as a church, but you should, not, not that you smother people, but you, you know, just say, Hey, thanks for coming. And, you know, you can usually get some, you can usually pick up signals from a, a newer person or a newer family on what's going on. Yeah. If they really want to talk, they'll talk. If they just say, Hey, thanks. Thanks for greeting me. I remember may... um, attending a church in college and they had an interesting, um, I'll get your take on this interesting way to handle first time guests in that um, people that had been there for a while knew the, knew the routine, but the guests didn't know the routine. And so the during announcements or whatever, and they would say, "Okay, it's time to welcome our our first time guests," and everybody would stand up except for those that didn't know the routine, which uh, were the new guests. So they're sitting down, right? And it, I thought it kind of worked okay because everyone's standing up and they're leaning over and going, "Hey, it must be your first time. How you doing?" And they, you know. They recognize them maybe more than some of the people wanted to, but it wasn't where they made them stand up, and um, it was where everyone else stood up. And well, that's good that you didn't make your guests stand up by themselves. I've seen people do that; churches do that. That's yeah. really awkward. Uh, I still don't like it, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're still making, you're still kind of putting people on the spot. What my church does, and I, I honestly don't like this either, but I haven't been able to convince anybody to fix it. We do have music. We have a little break of announcements, and then we ask everybody to stand up and greet each other. I still don't like that, uh. but at least we're asking everybody to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's not my favorite thing. I would, I would rather not have anybody stand up. But that's just me. Yeah, you know, I maybe don't it's a guy thing, huh? Yeah, I, well, just, and maybe it's an me. introvert thing too. Yeah, could be. If you're an introvert, I mean, I actually had somebody come visit us. Well, you know, Scott Knight. Scott came to our church and visited, and he hated that. Oh, yeah. He hated it. That's he loved it. He enjoyed everything else. He hated having to stand up, uh-huh. and and you know, everybody was standing up. It wasn't just him as a visitor. Everybody was, but he still didn't like it. And I don't blame them, but you know, sometimes you, sometimes we'll do a, we'll do a podcast on this later, but sometimes change takes time. Right. So you can't we're, we're talking about everybody. ignoring them and this, these yeah. are ways to probably give them a little more attention than they wanted. So yeah, there's probably a happy balance. Yeah. We're getting off track here a little bit, but, but you don't want to ignore them, but you don't want to completely ignore people. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's just ignoring them, uh, is just not a good thing. And yet many churches do this. And uh, we just, again, it, to fix that, you really have to work on telling your, your people and encouraging your people these things we, we already talked about. You know, hey, uh, there's new people coming. Uh, be sensitive, you know, those kind of things. You don't want to put a sticker on them when they show up and then parade Somebody them around. Somebody else had that idea, too. <laughs> believe me, it's a bad idea. In my opinion, it is. Anyhow, maybe you, maybe people listening think it's great, but I don't. All right, so as we move on here, uh, we do, oh, we're doing plenty good as far as time here. The fifth way to uh, make your guest feel uncomfortable or unwelcome would be do not provide any information on next steps. Yeah, so, and what do you mean by next steps? Well, so, so this kind of ties in with the information table is – when people come, they may actually like your church and they may want to know, okay, how can I be more involved? Uh, what's going on in the future? Yeah. What's my next step for relationship yeah. with this place? Kind yeah. Of thing? You know, uh, I mean, if you have, uh, 
you know, a lot of churches have what they call small groups, community groups. Mm-hmm. We call ours community groups. Uh, you know, you should encourage people if they're really interested in your church, say, hey, you know, we've got a small group next Tuesday or next Wednesday right. at 7. Uh, so I would encourage you to have maybe information on your somewhere on your table, information table or something right. that says, here's what's happening during the week. Yeah, there's going to be a, a process for all the, for, for any new guests. They're going to yeah. come and yeah. hang in the back and kind of check it out the first week, and yeah, then they some, may come back the next week. And and then yeah. the third week, they may want to start getting more involved. And, right. You know, that, so there's a progression of involvement. Yeah, and, and it, for some people, it might be right away. For some people, it could be months. Right. But there still needs to be some kind of a process in place, like, um, you know, if you have membership, you know, have information available when the next membership class is, mm-hmm. or if you have another class that's something like that. So one of the things that we talk a lot about in our church is we actually do it in the service. There's a time where we kind of welcome everybody, and we always say, take the three-week challenge, and we want to encourage you to come here three times. And we guarantee you that after three times, you're going to love this place. And we mm-hmm. kind of make fun, you know, mm-hmm. because obviously not everybody's going to love it. But we, we try to encourage people to come three times. And hopefully if they come three times, you know, uh, they'll if they, if they had a bad experience once, <laughs> maybe they'll come back and it'll be better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, again, you, you should have some kind of a process. Uh, and it doesn't have to be real formal. You know, it can be very informal, but something where people realize, okay, here's how I can get plugged in a little better right. when, I, when I'm ready to. And again, everybody's different. Uh, our, our, we have a kind of a connection card that we have, and we encourage everybody to fill out that connection card. Your church has that too. Oh, yeah. And and we actually encourage people to fill a card out uh, if they want to get our newsletter, our electronic newsletter. You know, they can check a box. They can put their email on there. Uh, there's even some boxes if this is my first time, my second time, my third time. I'm looking for a church family. Uh, you know, don't bother me or whatever it might be. That's part of the process. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a connection card or something in your program that people can check off and give you their name and address. And, and yeah, you, like you're saying, some people won't. So, and we have that a lot. People come and they don't want to give you any information, right. but maybe eventually they will. Right. So, you know, you, you've got to have some kind of a thing in place, a system, even if it's loose, <laughs> at least you have something right. where you can begin to, to connect with people. So that was so, number five. It's number five as we What's roll number on six? Here. Number six, do not do any follow-up. That's, Talking about we're we're using the negative here as far as making your guests feel unwelcome. Yes. Don't do any follow-up if you don't want them to feel welcome. And what we mean by follow-up is, well, there's several things you can do here. And again, this is not going to fit everybody, but Mm -hmm. it might be something you could do. Maybe a couple of these things you could do for your church. So I remember some of the, we had, uh, I had just gotten married, so it was quite a few moons ago, and we were visiting a new church, and they had a process for the follow-up that um, involved the pastor coming to your house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's common, actually, in some in some circles. Yeah, this was a while ago, and we were we were committed to the church. We kind of, you know, we liked the church, and we, but the, the idea of the pastor coming to, I should say, our apartment at the time, and it was a little daunting. We were like, felt like the Pope was going to come into my world and hide the beer, the pastor's ear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It was very, it was like, 
Yeah, you you don't know this guy. He you, right. you know he taught a really great sermon, but you don't know right. what yeah. he's gonna be like. But it it actually worked out really well for us. So, but it was an intimidating um, yeah. process. Well, and that's one of the things on the list here. But I I would say that that that's very common in the Midwest, and especially in the South. There's still churches doing that. In fact, I would wager that there's probably some people listening to this podcast right now and. That's what their church does. They do the pastor comes uh-huh. <laughs> and visits because it, it's kind of an old school thing. Uh, and again, if it works, great. Uh, it's not something that I think is the greatest thing in the world to do. I don't like the idea because for the very reasons you mentioned. <laughs> but, you know, for some people it works. In some churches it's fine. Right. So, uh, it was but, a little intimidating, but it worked out. It worked out okay. Yeah. Well, here's here's some ways you can do follow up. All right, and uh, uh, so we've got what five ways to do follow up. Is that right? Yeah, at least five ways. As my uh, battery's running out here on my computer, so some things here to to consider. Um, one would be to give them a call, and and so again, if you have a connection card or some way to capture their information, and if they give you their phone number, then you could give them a call now. The way my church does this, I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but the way my church does this is we actually have a member of our leadership team for for an entire month. That person is kind of the one that makes the call. Mm-hmm. So we don't get that many visitors. We might get one or two visitors a week maybe. You know, we're a small church. Uh, so that person might give that those and, – and, you know, the truth is today, in our age today, we have caller ID – and I, I don't know for sure, but I would wager to say that most of the time when somebody makes a call, they get voicemail because, you know, the, the other person doesn't know who it is. They're right. unfamiliar with the number. But that's still okay. You can still leave a message saying, hey, this is, you know, Blaine from Bumba Church. Uh, just I'm on the leadership team. Just wanted to say thanks for coming and visit us. If you have any questions, give us a call. Right. You know, that's just all good. you have to do. Yeah. And so that's that, that works fine, I think. Uh, Right, you know, as as a possibility, and and so the other thing would be some thank you notes, which is something that um, I think your pastor does this. I think he still does this. Uh, it's a handwritten one, mm-hmm. so we don't do this. My church, we just send an email. Again, right. if they've given us their the, on the connection card, if they've given us an email, we just send an email and say, and, "Hey, thanks say, for showing up. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. We're glad you came. We actually have a little." Uh, first time guest survey. We use Google, Google, uh, surveys, uh-huh. Google forms. And we have a little four question survey that, that there's, there's a link in the email to say, you know, Hey, thanks for coming. Hope you had a great time. Uh, if you need anything, let us know. And by the way, we'd love it. If you took our survey, you can be anonymous right? and they can click on a link and they can answer four questions or five questions. Mm-hmm. So that, that's an option. But the handwritten thing is kind of nice if you're able to get their actual physical address, address yeah. handwritten would be a nice little thing because it does say, okay, I spent a little bit of time here right. writing this note out. Right. Exactly. You know, it's so polite it's an option. Follow-up. And then no, the number three option. Was, yeah. This is the one, one you mentioned. Yeah. Well, I guess, right. Um, well, this is, we, it's not lined as face to face and typically it doesn't have to be the pastor. Right. That's I probably true. would have been less intimidated if it was, you know, just somebody from the leadership team or coming, okay. you know, coming over. Okay. But I was just like, hmm, the pastor's coming. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a pastor at my house. It was, it was just, I don't, 
I don't think <clears> I've <throat> ever done that myself. I've been involved in ministry, you know, for a before I, I think I've ever done that. Got to know actually most of my best friends now are all pastors or <laughs> former pastors or but back then I don't think I'd ever had and you you had this aura of like, ooh, this guy's gonna be really mm-hmm. different. Yeah, so yeah, but um yeah, the face to face is the is the option. Either having someone from the leadership team or the hospitality mm-hmm. team or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. or the pastor following yeah. up. Well, and you could do, and this is kind of a subtitle to this face-to-face point, is you could, if, you know, an option here would be if the person's really friendly, if it's their first time and, and, you know, you're standing in the lobby talking to them uh, and they seem really friendly and they want to get to know the church better, you could say, hey, we'll take out the coffee. You know, Mm -hmm. you can do it there. Or maybe if it's their second or third time, uh, you know, Hey, we'd love to get together with you, take out the coffee. And that way it's in a neutral place. It's not in their home. Uh, and you could, you know, meet with them there. Now I've done that before actually, where I've, Mm. somebody's come a few times and I've taken them out for coffee or something or whatever. And and that's worked out pretty good. So that's, that's a good way to follow up with visitors. Okay. We're almost out of time here. Uh, the fourth point door, deliveries. So that's, that's a point of, 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 that's kind of like Amazon or UPS or whatever. (laughs) Knock on their door and leave a gift, Uh, leave a gift or a card, a little thank you gift uh, saying, Hey, thanks for coming. You gave us your address. We know where you live now. And so drop it off and head on out. Yeah, you could do that. That's a, and that could be a nice little thing, depending again on the culture of your community. Right. You know, uh, I, li- I was in a small little community years ago in Kansas and that probably would have fit fine. Yeah. Not sure it would here in Tucson, but maybe it would. Okay. Right. And then the, the, we're running out of time. So I'll, I'll go over the, the fifth way you can make people feel welcome or how to follow up, follow up, I should yes. say. Yeah. And that would be social media, social media messages. So if you're able to, you know, Contact them on Facebook, give them a little message. Yeah. Uh, if they actually are pretty... Make sure you got the right person. Yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> like, uh, this pastor saying, thanks for coming. I don't remember being there. Yeah. Or Twitter. You know, some people have Twitter accounts and you could direct message them on Twitter. Yeah, you could do that. Um, yeah. You know, you could do a lot of different things there. Uh, right. Some options they have. So anyhow... So I'd love to hear some feedback from some folks listening today. Any feedback on ways to make your guests feel unwelcome or even on this second part that we talked about ways to maybe follow up. Uh, We'd love to hear your feedback. Just send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. Check us out on iTunes, Church Solutions Podcast. Subscribe, give us a great review or maybe not a good review. We'd love to get a review either way. Check us out on newmediaministries.tv. Or what else? We're on YouTube, right? That is it. Audio's on YouTube. Look for streamingchurch.tv. All right, Steve, we're out of time. All righty. Thanks for uh, being here. Yeah, thanks for jumping in on this thing. Folks, you have yourself a great day. Thanks for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. We will catch you again for another edition of this podcast. Have a great day.